Hello, everyone, and welcome along to Northumberland FA podcast from the sidelines. Uh, topic we're going to discuss today is how we can support our goalkeepers at grassroots level. Uh, special guest today uh, is Dale Walker uh, from Newcastle United Academy. Um, Dale, it's a real pleasure to have you on today. Thank you very much for joining us on from the sidelines. Uh, can you explain to everyone listening in your current role at Newcastle United Academy and your other roles within the game, football? Yeah, firstly, thanks for having me on, Gary. Um, very flattered that you've asked us. So uh, hopefully the content will, will be useful to your listeners. Uh, my role at Newcastle United is primarily to work in the development centre area of the academy looking after the pre-academy and shadow squad goalkeepers. Um, so that can be on a training night, um, going through techniques and topics uh, on a match day, dealing with match scenarios. So I can be dealing with the seven-year-olds, I could be dealing with the 14-year-olds. Um, so yeah, we're, we're dealing with them um, on a technical and tactical basis there uh, and also helping them prepare for academy life and beyond. Um, as well as from a role at Newcastle, I'm the assistant manager at Mortworth Town, um, assistant manager and head of goalkeeping. So we've got our own academy there um, and also our first team competing in the Northern Premier League. Um, so the, the academy itself offers an educational programme for 16 to 19 year olds. So they get educated at Tynemet College and we train them as full-time footballers in the afternoon. Um, first team, yeah, in the Northern Premier League, we compete strongly in that division. Um, I've stepped up from just being the, the goalkeeping coach to, to Craig Lynch's assistant in recent times, um, which is a, a fresh challenge for me, but uh, one that I enjoy. Um, on top of that as well, I run my own academy, Actualised Goalkeeping. I go around local clubs and help their goalkeeping units as, as individual entities, so I work through their age groups. Um, and I also have my own goalkeeping glove brand as well. So uh, that all keeps me busy. <laughs> Very busy deal. Uh, I think as everyone is uh, working in football, very different challenges from working with the young lads to working with the first team at Morpeth. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think when you're dealing with younger players, you're obviously more tolerant of progression through error. Yeah, you, you yeah. can kind of tolerate the error. Um, kind of encourage it sometimes. Um, obviously, with the first team at Mortworth, we're, we're in a results-based business. Mm. We're, we're judged by the the W next to our result at, mm -hmm. at four forty-five on a Saturday. Um, but no, but both uh, offer their challenges. But, um, but yeah, we, we live and learn as we go along with them. Mm. So. Fantastic, Dale. What what key qualities do we look for in an efficient goalkeeper? Would you say? Interesting one, this, Gary, because I think if if you'd asked me this two years ago, four years ago, six years ago, ten years ago, I would have come up with different answers. Um, but I think where I'm at now, um, I, I look for what I call the three Ps. So poise, how, how does that goalkeeper set themselves? How do they stand? How, how do they react to, to threat? Do they want to be there for a start? Um, positional awareness as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, talking about a full-size goal, that's that's 192 square feet of goal. We need to be able to cover as much of it as mm. as much as we can for as long as we can. Yeah. Um, and some goalkeepers, young and old, have, have a natural instinct to, to move into position and get there. Others need a bit more encouragement. But I think if if you've got that positional awareness, you, you give yourself every chance of making yeah. saves. 
Um, and then finally, I, I would add positive energy as well. Um, how much does that goalkeeper want to learn, want to nourish their mm. um, their mindset um, and, and develop themselves? So I, I suppose that's kind of linked in with the poise one, really. But yeah, um, I, yeah within that, you, I, I always say to my goalkeepers, look, come along, enjoy your sessions, but please, please be coachable and be yeah. accountable. Yeah. And uh, and if they can give us that, then I, I promise them that I can help them. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So focusing on the on the topic, Dale, how, how difficult is this supporting our goalkeepers within that grassroots environment? I think regardless of supporting a goalkeeper, looking after a grassroots team is quite a daunting prospect. Um, daunting but enjoyable, of course. P- people do it because they want to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've not looked after a grassroots team for three or four years now, but definitely ha- has its challenges. Um but hopefully throughout this podcast, you, you'll get the, uh, the the gist of, of session planning and being prepared. That that that's how I do it. That's how I need to do it. Um, and I would I would imagine it it would help others as well. So mm. I would say, yeah, take the daunting factor away by having your plan in place and perhaps mm. having a little bit of a plan B if your uh, um, resources aren't quite the plan in the first place. Grassroots teams will normally have only one coach looking after that group of players on a training night deal. How difficult is this for our grassroots coaches, volunteers, to support our goalkeepers? Once again, for me, it's it's all down to forming the habit of session planning. You, You can take that daunting factor away from it by going into your session knowing what you're dealing with. Um, yeah, it takes a little bit of homework from a from a goalkeeping perspective for a lot of coaches because it it is alien to them. But it doesn't mean it's unachievable. Mm. It just takes a little bit of forward planning, um, and then you, you put yourself in a good pos- position to, uh, to to help your goalkeepers. I mean, l- l- let's look at the, a session on the whole. I, I would imagine ninety percent of grassroots teams they've got an hour's training. Yeah, yeah. Limitations being. As I say, time be an hour. Your personnel, you might be by yourself. Space, you might have quarter of a pitch. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky, half yeah. a pitch. Equipment, you might be limited with that as well. Um, so once again, if you know what you've got, what you're dealing with, who you're dealing with, we, we can set ourselves a good platform. Mm. Um, so your first 10 or 15 minutes, yeah, you, in any scenario, you, you'll have your warm-up, your stretch, your, your group activation. Then you can move into your technical skills. Yeah, obviously the outfield players will do their bit, but the goalkeepers can share their handling skills and movement skills within that unit. I'll, I'll explain that a little bit later on. Uh, then I would imagine your next 10 or 15 minutes is uh, a game-related practice, which will inevitably end in a shot, I would imagine, with a, a grassroots club. Um, so the goalkeeper can then do their fundamental work. And then you've got your game situation. You're defending a goal in in a game scenario. So, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, if, if you split it up into into those four periods of time uh, and know what you're going into, you'll find that come the 60th minute of the session, you, your goalkeeper's been as satisfied as, as the other members mm-hmm. of your squad. Mm-hmm. What is what is the coach should we be focusing in on that, you know, so we're supporting, we're developing and we're challenging our goalkeepers as well as the outfield players, especially if we're in, as in an individual on that training night? Yeah, um, I mean, first of all, I think it's important that the whole group understands that 
they're all footballers. Yeah. It just so happens that one of them can use their hands. Uh, in the younger groups, you might be swapping that role around. You know, yeah, yeah. You perhaps don't want to pigeonhole a goalkeeper mm-hmm. too early. Mm-hmm. Um, some will take to it, but on the whole, it, it gets shared around. Um, so I think as long as, long as the, the whole group understands that, um, I mean, it, we're finding a scenario at, at Newcastle United where we're encouraging our young goalkeepers to, to want the ball and play high and be hungry for the ball. Um, but from an outfield perspective, we want those young players to be aggressive, work their way out of situations and get the ball forward. So it's a, it's a bit of a paradox at times. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I think... I think that comes from, say, the outfield group not always understanding, well, actually, that, that guy behind us is there to help us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and for me now, watching football, it, it, it's just lovely to watch a, a left back in a tight area turning, using the goalkeeper, goalkeeper out the right back in loads of space and all of a sudden you're bombing down the right wing mm-hmm. before you know mm-hmm. it. So uh, I think to, get, to go back to the original point, the whole group needs yeah. to embrace the fact that we're, we're all footballers, a five-a-side team. We're, we're five footballers, not four players and a goalkeeper, for mm. example. So it, embrace that to start off with. Um, the goalkeeper will be put in situations of of pressure. And I'll put that in inverted commas because we get put in situations that nobody else will deal with. They can be awkward situations. We might look a bit silly if that high ball comes in and we, we try and go and, and drop it, for example. But ultimately, we've got to praise the positives. We've got to keep encouraging that, you know, do do, do positive things and positive things will come. Mm. Types of practices, deal. Types of practices. In reality, as I said before, you'll be looking at, at one of four, really, a warm-up, possession, shot-related scenario, or perhaps in-game. Um, at the start of a session, I think, uh, rondos are really popular, aren't they? You know, the, the guys get guys and girls get in a circle, and you have your player or two players go in the middle. Well, that's good for the goalkeeper to be on the outside of that circle for their touch and pass and speed of thought. Yeah, it's great for them to be in the middle because they they can do their blocking shapes, turn their hands round, make decisions as mm. well. So that's mm. a good one. Um, another. Um, scenario you might have if goalkeeper, sorry, if, if all the squad go off in, into pairs or threes, they might be doing a serve into each other and control on the thigh and a side foot back or or whatever. The, the goalkeeper can actually be on the receiving end of that. Yeah, so yeah. so um, there's techniques within techniques when it when it comes to to catching. There's mm-hmm. different areas you catch. I, I won't go too deep in, into that, but um, but the goalkeeper can certainly incorporate themselves into that. Um, and another popular one that I use just for a goalkeeping warm-up is, is a, posi- a possession exercise where you've, you've got a possession box. You may have two, three football. Their knowledge uh, around goalkeeping uh, may be limited. Um, what sort of technique work can well, volunteer coaches be given to support the, the goalkeepers at, at this sort of level? Yeah, as I said before, that there are techniques within techniques. Um, I mean, one thing that I'm extremely big on is goalkeeper getting into a set position when the book when the goal's under threat, they engage a set position, um, and and that for me is not just a physical state of I'm ready to receive the ball; it's a mental state as well. Um, so, can we first of all focus on that? Um, I mean. 
regardless of what topic I'm working on in any given training session, my warm-up will include the, the, the fundamental skills of, of quick footwork, handling techniques, um, so one-touch, two-touch passing, um, a W catch, a basket catch, a, a low scoop, a low dive, a high dive. It, it sounds a lot, but actually when you break it down, it's not. Yeah. They're all saves that can be made for, from a standing position. Um, I, I call it being be standing in the doorway. If you're standing in the doorway at the doorway of your bedroom, if somebody were to fire a ball at you, chances are you, you wouldn't let it into your bedroom. If yeah. You're not, yeah. So, and that can all be created from, from that set position. Uh, and and that's that's a habit I like I like to get my goalkeepers doing. Um, obviously, it's there's a deeper knowledge to to understand the the actual technique. But through hula hoops of fire and mm. over gates, which are, aren't practical and certainly aren't safe. Yeah. Um, so no, it's all about keeping it simple, really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the technique goes. And if if you if you're lucky enough to have a coaching body. Um, Helping that benefit the group enormously. Um, I mean, I, I go back to when I was a grassroots coach, and I, I couldn't have done it without a yeah. without a, a buddy or a sister or, or however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's an alternative voice for the the children. Mm-hmm. Um, you can bounce ideas off each other because um, let's remember we're not always right. Um, sessions can carry on if players get injured. Yeah, and if things aren't quite going well for the session, you can you can use the good old uh, good cop bad cop routine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it, it, in this scenario that we're talking about, you can have one coach who's primarily using the greater group, and yeah, your buddy or assistant can can give the goalkeeper perhaps twenty minutes of, mm-hmm. of individual attention. Yeah. So uh, so that that that's the ideal scenario yeah. that you, you can focus on those yeah. techniques that I've just spoken about. Yeah. Okay, and I suppose that 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 supports that individual, the goalkeeper, mm-hmm. uh, with more key information. Would you say around that twenty minutes, fifty minutes, whatever you're going to give them before you pull them in as a whole group? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I um, also going back to my my point about the being in the set position and and, and preparing to catch the ball and actually catching the ball. Um, it would be very easy to have a server throwing a ball at the goalkeeper and over a 60-second period, they've caught the ball 15 times. Well, that, that's not what I would look for. I Personally, I would rather see five or six catches done correctly. Right. Yeah, so set position, make the correct decision to turn the hands, thumbs behind the ball. And actually, on impact with the ball... Look at the ball, and and a habit I've I've got now is: can you count to two and talk to the ball when you've got it in your hand? Right. Um, I was talking to Steve Harper the other day at the academy, and and he said he used to do a, uh, an exercise where it would be yeah you'd be setting and you would say catch as you caught the ball. Right. Well, that was a good one. Yeah, because it it just becomes a um, it. it it puts the verbals to the action. You know, yeah. so it might seem a bit strange at first. Uh, but but now, as I say, quite often you can see young goalkeepers catching a ball, and a they're not looking at the ball; their eyes have wandered somewhere else. Right. And yeah, they might have caught the ball on that particular situation. But if they were to face twenty more balls by using that technique, they wouldn't catch twenty balls mm. because their attention going somewhere else would have taken away from the technique. Mm. 
So to go back to the point, I, yeah, I, I'd look to really hone in on, on that technique. It, if you're in that position to have a coaching assistant yeah. who can do that. Mm -hmm. So perhaps a bit of a cliche, but no, you're looking for the, the quantity over the, over the right. quality there. Right. And you can really, and, and you could do a different technique each week, dealing with low balls one week. The next week you could do balls wide of you, balls high in the air. Um, and it's a learning opportunity for the coaches as well. Mm. Deal will come to match days. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the, the, the challenge, the difficulty on a match day, they've, they've got the, they've got the, t the coach has got the team, goalkeeper in, included um what can we be doing as coaches to support the goalkeeper within the match day experience as such um one thing that i like to do on a match day is is give the goalkeeper one or two challenges yeah and, and i'll ask them yeah. well, what do you want from the game today yeah. um and quite a common one is oh, I'll, i, I want to keep a clean sheet wait well, yeah you want to keep a clean sheet but but that's not your controllable yeah, yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of factors that decide whether you keep a clean sheet. So I, I try and pull their mindset in. Can, can you make sure that you're, you're catching more balls in the air than you're dropping? Um, that way, you're not saying you've got to catch every ball. I mean, obviously, we're, we're looking at, at younger age goalkeepers here. As, as they get older, yeah, you, you, you want those percentage of catches to be higher mm. or, or your distributions. Can they hit the target 80% of the mm. time? Of course, we want 100% of the time. But at grassroots level, development through error as yeah. well. Okay, so uh, so yeah, there is that. Give them little challenges, or ask them to give you little challenges. Help them along the way if they yeah. need it. Uh, assess that challenge at half time. Assess it after the game. Are you achieving it? Did you achieve it? Yeah. Um, but in terms of, of pre match preparation, just like in training, get get them warming up together. Yeah, um, you might have uh, your rondo circle with the goalkeeper in the middle. Goalkeeper can receive volleys from each player on the outside. He knows he or she, should I say, knows which way they're going round. You can have a, another football going round the outside of the circle, so the outfield players are switched on. They mm. don't know where a ball's coming from. Um, so everybody's engaged there, yeah. and and those techniques I mentioned before: the W catch, the scoop, the high ball that can be the service into the goalkeeper mm. in that circle. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, that's not just a case of one person in the middle and everybody on the outside standing around. That, that, that's an interactive yeah. exercise yeah. for everybody. Um, so, yeah, the, there's constant engagement when you do that. We had a good scenario, didn't we, last night? That we set a little challenge for one of our goalkeepers yeah. with his distribution, and that yeah. worked really well, didn't it, within, yeah. the, within the game? Do you yeah. want to explain that one, Dio? Yeah, um, got a, a more than able goalkeeper in that group, extremely decent with his feet, um, doesn't always show and, and want the ball perhaps as much as he could. Um, so we just we set in the challenge, can you get six back passes in this game? And it made him want to be that little bit more proactive, that little bit, I'm not just here as a last resort, I'm, I'm actually part of what we do. Um, and then we, we took that into the games after the ones that we were together on yeah. and, uh, and and he achieved his goal. Yeah, absolutely. And he's, he's gone home thinking, yeah, I've achieved my yeah. goal there. Brilliant. Yeah, great. Dale, is there, is there any, some simple detail that you can share that can support our coaches that are listening in that will ultimately help the grassroots goalkeeper moving forward throughout the age groups? Yeah, um, I've, I've looked at this quite a lot myself um, as, I've, uh, as I'm as i developing as a coach. Um, and I, I've 
I've split it into three different areas. Um, so on a match day, can you look at the movement and positioning of your goalkeeper? Yeah. Are they reacting physically to address the ball when the goal's under threat? That poise thing, yeah. Um, so are they addressing incoming shots, through balls, crosses? Are, are they engaging their body to, to be ready? Yeah. And moving on from that, are they moving into a tactical position to help help the team uh, move forward and in relation to where the ball is? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've got to say, one, one of my pet niggles is when the ball has gone up the opposite end of the pitch and you, you look back and you still see the goalkeeper of the attacking team within two yards of the goal line. Yeah. And it's like, you don't need to be... Get yourself forward, not just so you can deal with through balls, not just because you can actively become part of the play, but because you're that far out of your comfort zone, if I like, it keeps you switched on mm. as well. Mm -hmm. So it, not as easy as you as first said, but if, if we can keep our goalkeepers practising that, yeah. you're going to have very confident individuals. Um, and then handling, perhaps the, the obvious thing that we think of with, with goalkeepers. Um, so your goalkeeper, have they reacted to um, addressing the incoming shot, as we've said before, but in terms of dealing with the ball, are they turning their hands correctly? If the ball's along the ground, are they putting their hands over the ball or behind the ball? Are they getting their body behind the ball? Um, and that will be decided from their urgency to get in reset position. Right. And I'll go back to my, my point at the start about positional awareness. If they've got the awareness to be in the correct position, that work becomes relatively simple because they'll be positioned in, in a zone where the shot, chances are the shot will come within an arm's length of them. And another thing also is, uh, and, and I, I say this to my goalkeepers all the time, the other place a striker will put the ball will be off the pitch because you've, you've been positioned that well. Mm -hmm. They've not found the gap. Yeah, You've got a free goal kick for it. Um, the crowd won't be roaring, what a great bit of goalkeeping, but it is a good bit of goalkeeping. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. effective, it's yeah. efficient. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we've got the movement and positioning. Then we've got the handling. Um, and then a big one as well now, how, how's your goalkeeper distributing the ball and communicating? Um, are they embracing the role as a footballer, being the pivotal outlet? Are they thinking, oh, I'm just here for if we're in a bit of danger? Or am I actually here to help create things? Mm -hmm. That comes with experience. That that that's not an easy thing for a goalkeeper to do because yeah. they they traditionally are out of their comfort zones. Um, but but another thing also is if we teach that from a young age, they will be as I've said before, footballers with hands. Yes. And once again, some I'm noticing at Newcastle United, are we making goalkeepers out of footballers or are we making footballers out of goalkeepers? Um, I can't remember if it was you I, I spoke with Gary but obviously we've got a lot of talented lads at that academy but the reality is uh, I was watching one particular lad who's got great balance his touch is really good his weight of pass is really good and he's got an awareness of everything on the football pitch yeah he's undoubtedly a footballer um, but I remember saying the reality is at the top level elite level Premier League level World Cup level whatever our goalkeepers need to be that good. Yeah, that's the way it's gone. Yeah, um, and then it becomes a challenge for us goalkeeping coaches to sell goalkeeping to somebody who's that good as a footballer. Yeah, um, but that's a, perhaps a, a different topic. But um, but no, are, are they embracing that role as a as a footballer? Are they proactively seeking the ball, um, 
also another thing, huge thing is scanning as well. Um, top outfield players will probably scan five, six, seven times a minute. Um, there's no reason why a goalkeeper can't do that as yeah. well. No, no. Uh, before you receive the ball, have a look. Know where you want it to go to. Uh, once again, it's an experience thing mm -hmm. that you. Yes, there are exercises you can do to coach it, but it's an experiencing. Mm -hmm. so, so keep encouraging it because um, it's been proven over over seventy percent of goalkeepers' possession is at his or her feet. Yeah, um, I mean those um, statistics came out about ten years ago, so I certainly don't believe they've gone down. <laughs> yes. um, so once again, as goalkeeping coaches, we're it's a strange situation because we can't neglect our fundamental skills we teach, but the reality is 70% of it is ball at feet. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, one thing I do is I, I'll do um, a technical handling exercise, but I'll, I'll try to incorporate a touch and a pass with it as well. Yeah. So it, so it balances it out. Mm. So, um, so no, th th those three things to, to go back to the original point, um, if coaches before a game, middle of a game, end of a game, can you review what was your movement and positioning for your goalkeeper like? Yeah, what were the handling choices like? Did they distribute and communicate as well? Mm -hmm. um, I think if you, if you can evaluate those things, it, I mean, have a debrief plan as well. Once again, I'm, I'm perhaps going a little bit off tangent, but, but these are all relevant. They're certainly all relevant to what I do with my goalkeepers. Um, and we would have a debrief plan for the players at the end, the yeah. outfield players. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to incorporate the goalkeepers within that deal. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, once again, you, you can be as elaborate or as simplistic as you like. I, I would probably recommend simplistic because it, the, the information becomes too, too dazzling, too intense otherwise. Um, but going back to those things. What was your movement and positioning today like? Yeah, what was your, get their feedback, mm. give yours. Um, I, I see that there being three key areas of debrief time straight after a game. Yeah, the um, the emotions still raw, but the thoughts st still there mm. as you saw it. Two or three hours after a game, your your emotions have gone down a bit. You can think a little bit more practically. Practically, uh, and twenty four hours after a game. Yeah, the adrenaline's gone and, and you can really look at the game. Mm. Um, and you probably get three different answers from yourself as well. So I'd say perhaps a little bit of a debrief. But, uh, sorry, uh, not debrief. Uh, probably a little bit uh, of a tangent, but all, all relevant. Yeah. All relevant. Yeah. So. Dale, any advice that you would or you can give coaches that have these challenges on a weekly basis that we spoke about? I won't go technical on this one because I, I could be here all day on the different um, technical aspects. But regardless of, of your goalkeeper, being a goalkeeper or outfield player, have a plan A and have a plan B mm -hmm. for your week ahead, for your training session, for your match day. Um, I, I think of it as a script and then I go and act it out. Um, I might do the same training session seven times a week seven totally different sessions but by the end of it you know i've probably got the polished event that, yeah. I'm, that I'm happy with yeah um and and, and here's here's the key bit and and i think this gets um neglected quite a lot is keep that plan yeah keep it polished and recycle it yeah. in six or seven weeks yeah that that's not to say that you do yourself six or seven weeks worth of plans and never do another plan yeah. but don't be afraid to recycle it. Mm -hmm. we, we, we talk about 
um, repetition being the key to, to success and mastering skills. Um, but perhaps we don't always do it as coaches. Perhaps we're always trying to mm. look for a new thing yeah. to do. Yeah, um, when actually, now just re- recite, use what knowledge you do get on a weekly, monthly basis, but, that, but you can bleed that into mm. what you've already got. Um, but don't don't be afraid to, to keep the information you've got. So, so some of some of the exercises I do, I was doing thirty years ago, you yeah, know, yeah. because they're effective, they're relevant. So yeah. that's that's my yeah. have a plan A and plan B, and as I say, experiment and stick stick mm. your plan and uh, see where it takes you. Fantastic, Dale. Many thanks for taking time out today to share Pleasure. your knowledge on from the yeah. sidelines. Uh, we wish you all the best in your current roles in football. Thank you very much, Gary. Good luck to everybody.